the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, traces up on the porch with us. And we're talking gardening with you. You just call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. As the sun is beginning to break through here at Millburgers, you can come on by and visit with us, too, at 1604 and Bull Road. And uh, just uh, ask your gardening question in person like that man did. He was waiting. Uh, did he have anything you want to talk about on the air? Yeah, because it's a, it's a situation we run into, and I'll, and I'll bet Trace and his staff have run into it a lot. Uh, it's the uh, fung- uh, fungal dieback. Do the you know these uh, kind of isolated these pieces of sod that have kind of walls around them, or, or, or the, you know the, normally if the normal rainfall they would be bright green, but with record rainfall the the water isn't moving out and they're they're getting fu- fungal dieback. Not it's not that really doesn't look like brown patch, but but the uh, the fungal the uh, soil fungicides seem to work to stop the infection. But I was telling him, and then he had a he had this slope sloped area that just looked beautiful. And I said, "Boy, this is uh, look at this, enjoy this now because your the situation is going to be turned around. That nice level area that keeps the moisture in there is going to be the easiest to take care of in the future, and that." Slope is going to be hard to keep enough water on it. Yeah, right. So we've seen it. We've seen that kind of situation all over, and it's just a, a different, because of if you get 18 inches of rain or even more than some of those people are describing, you're, you're faced with that. So and then he, another you. thing he had was uh, wisteria. Oh. He was worried about the uh, wisteria being uh, yellow. And, uh, you know, I told him about chelated iron, and I also told him that you don't have to worry about it. That wisteria watches out for itself. He said, well, how many years? He said, he's had it in two. And I said, well, if I remember right, I think about three years it'll uh, really take off. And then uh, we went over the, the bloom, forcing it to bloom or moving it off of vegetative a situation to uh, a bloom situation, uh, so that was it's kind of interesting. I suppose there's a lot of plants like that that are uh, taking advantage of the the moisture, cool weather, 
and are in a kind of a foliar state rather than in a um, bloom state or what we would want. Our tomatoes, are our tomatoes that way now too, Jerry? Yeah, however, they seem to be putting on a lot of fruit. Oh, gosh. The foliage looks so good. Um, Foliage looks good and uh, setting a lot of fruit. And uh, the surefire and the uh, 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 Roma Surprise are are ripening fruit. Yeah, I've I've seen Roma Surprise. It's my, some of mine is getting ripe. Just lots of fruit on Roma Surprise. A lot more than Surefire. But, but the uh, Surefires look, you're right, though. The Surefires look good. But last year we were really disappointed. They just yeah, didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, I'm about ready to quit fooling with yeah. them. Yeah. But this this year they got uh, seemed to have a lot of fruit. I thought they would be ready by now because they were setting fruit pretty mm-hmm. early. But they've been slow to ripen. And you, you know, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. About yeah, are there any, any ideas to? Yeah, we were going to talk about that today. There's a fig tree right there that's got figs on it. They just put it in the cart. I can see three figs. Hmm. Is it not supposed to have figs this time of year? Well, uh, they do, but they never ripe. They never really ripe. Is it a true fig? I yeah, mean, it's that's a, a Celeste, I think, from here. Uh, they, they, we, we, I always hesitate to take them to our sales for uh, when we have sales in, in the fall because they have have a tendency to, to every every node or every leaf where every leaf is attached they have a fig at this time of the year and they're big and green and everything. But they're never right. Well, and we usually get a, a rash of phone calls uh, asking about those figs, too. Uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're there. Are they going to ripen? They, the birds even pass them up. They, oh, yeah. They, they, they know they're, 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 not, they're hard and green and, yeah, and they're not off, ripened at all. They're off dealing with uh, paracantha and <laughs> other things. And then all the leaves fall off of the figs at this time of the year. Which leaves the stems just loaded with lots of uh, fruit that'll never ripen, and uh, but people buy it that don't know any better, and uh, thinking that they're going to get ripe figs, I guess. Well, they are going to get ripe figs, just probably not that first fall. <laughs> right. Yeah, because figs. But uh, they have a tendency to do that almost every fall. Love the figs too. But anyway, you see the size of the fig that you're going to have and whatever, and, and they're attractive ornamentals. So, Trace, what's happening this week at the nursery? Well, uh, great selection on uh, cold-weather vegetables. Uh, there was some, some, we do have spinach and broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, and lettuce, and there's still a, an ample supply of all those, including Brussels sprouts. I was hoping you'd left that out. I, I almost did. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another great selection of cyclamen. We're going to be getting in uh, a bunch more this week, although we still have uh, a wonderful color selection. But now we're going to head towards the the uh, more Christmassy colors. Cause yeah, you are... gotta you got to look at these colors uh, every year get get a little better. Uh, cup that kind of that... 
pink orange over there is uh, really pretty striking. But I like the I like that purple. Uh, but uh, gosh, and then of course the old reliable, well, old reliable, the red and white, just spectacular, oh, intense yeah. colors there. That white is killer. You can see it a mile away. And these are the big bloom cyclamen. It's not like what you see in a lot of places where they're the medium and small blooms. So these are definitely showy. Yeah. Well, the, the foliage, too. We overlook the foliage. I guess with that kind of color, you don't notice that etched, waxy, uh, fo- uh, really attractive foliage. And they're for sale for four-and-a-half-inch pots, big, big plants for only six dollars. Five ninety nine, yes. Five ninety nine, yeah. I was I was trying to figure out what it was, yeah. So five ninety nine. Well, you didn't mention that price of the uh, uh, the winter vegetables in the. Oh yeah, those uh, those ones that we mentioned there, dollar forty eight. I think the yeah. only thing in a four and a half inch pot, vegetable wise, that's not would be the artichokes because we did get it. Uh, get the oh yeah, you were talking about that in, last week. Last week, yes. Yeah. You want to kind of go over the artichokes again? Because it sounded like... What are they, they in? Four and a half? Yes, they're in four and a half inch pots. Four they're and a half. Two, $2.99. And uh, it's a great ornamental uh, as well as possible production. They take up uh, good space. They have that, that pretty white hue to the foliage. And uh, if you let it bloom, it's spectacular. And uh, you could eat it before it blooms as well. Cool. So you, you got to choose to mix in and around pansies. You got to choose between eating and and, and blooming. Enjoying you, you always got to at least let one go to bloom because that's just so uh, that's a strange. Usually, you got to have the bloom before you can eat. Yeah. Uh, now with this plant, it's a little different. You eat it before it blooms. Yeah. But very uh, cool. The, the reason people let it bloom is because artichokes get big. And they have a lot of artichokes in them. People are thinking they're going to grow their own and harvest artichoke hearts, you know, the, the, the people eat. And then, then some people eat the leaves or, or eat the epidermis of, of the leaves, you know, where they bite down and pull that leaf through That's their me. teeth. And, yeah. I do that. You scrape them? Scrape them. And uh, dip them in but, butter. But after I'm a mayonnaise guy. <laughs> Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. After after they uh, eat about eight or ten of them, then they let them go to bloom, and, and they get their money's worth out of the bloom too. So that you can eat some, and then you can let them go to bloom. But they're they're great to mix in with uh, with your fall color because uh, again they take up space. They're pretty foliage. And usable, just like you would do lettuce or Swiss chard. You can Semi, stick them right in your, right in your flower beds, and, and give that extra. The cold. They're bottom. not overly cold sensitive either. Right. In fact, they need some cold uh, to uh, to produce well. And you've got the bulbs here, which is timely. With uh, uh, we do. Uh, see so yeah, the uh, fl- iris flags, and garlic, hmm. and hyacinths, paper whites. Few tulips, some narcissus. I know I'm missing something, but that, that, that's the bulk of them. You mentioned amaryllis. There you go. Yeah. Hey, another. You still got some amaryllis. We there? still have amaryllis, and we still have some of those doubles. If you're interested. Oh, good. 
And you still have the kits? And I was able to yes, we do have the kits. Okay. And I was able to sell one yesterday just because of the orange color. Yeah. Well. Of course, they were probably a little depressed after the game. That's okay. But (laughs) yeah. Now another thing that we haven't emphasized lately are the the citrus. they really make nice gifts for the holiday. Oh yeah, we do sell a lot of citrus trees as yeah. uh, as gifts. And you got a lot of a lot of stock, citrus stock. We do, and there's uh, still some more that they're moving up here too. Yeah, so. I saw them. We uh, we've had to deal with some questions: should they plant them now, or should they wait till spring? And we kind of go through a, you know, what's the conditions? Yeah. Um, before we give our advice. If you got uh, the lemons and the limes, uh, you you know, for sure, you know, they they need protection even if they're they're planted in place. Uh, so they might be, generally, we might let them sit in their container uh, for the winter and then plant them in the spring. But I don't know. I might go. I might take a chance on satsumas and grapefruits and some of those. And uh, uh, we are starting <laughs> to run low on those. Uh, uh, ones that are on their own root system. I can't remember uh, if whether it's, Ar- it's either Arctic or orange. Arctic, I can't Arctic remember which. But I, from here, I can see about 20 of them still. Uh, and we'll still be able to get them grafted later, but uh, this is the last of the of the on their own roots. I suppose we'll have to start talking about cold, being ready for cold protection. I, I got my insulate in, so, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. good. so we're, uh, we're already prepping. Yeah, well, like on the Cyclemans, uh, Cyclemans, that insulator is perfect just for that. Yeah, a lot of people are like me. They plant them in these long rows, and you just put a piece of, if it gets below 28 or 30 degrees for the forecast, you just put that little layer over the top just to protect the blooms. Yeah. And uh, so insulator, really easy to use. Have it on hand, ready for action. And it does look like that um, people are taking advantage of the uh, sale on the annuals or the perennials in the they, one gallon container. They are. We've, we've already done, uh, I think, four sauce packages just today. Oh, wow. Really? So they're, they're coming out, and um, we still have a halfway decent selection of all those plants, but it is dwindling, so please don't procrastinate if you're doing the sauce packages. Yeah. And, uh, still still good of the arrangement of... We we filled it up today, and okay. that, that's probably the last time we'll, yeah. we'll stock that up. So this, what we're talking about is that they've got most of these plants that are on the saws coupon. They've got them arranged in one location with four or five at least specimens of each one. So you can take a look. You could even do all your shopping right there. You don't have to, as pleasant as it is to go all around the nursery. You, uh, if you're in a hurry, which a lot of them most will be, of them are, yeah, you can get you can get all the plants that you want right there for, to fulfill the requirements of the coupon. I even right. had a, one yes, of the sir? young ladies this morning. She she did the the sauce package, and then uh, she's actually going to come back. She had some errands to run, so she was going to come back tomorrow and pick up the plants. So we just oh, okay. tagged them with her name on them, put them on hold, and uh, so even if you don't have time to take them home at the moment you can go ahead and get the package fulfilled and uh and then pick them up later 
And like on those citrus, if you knew you wanted one, but you couldn't be here today, but maybe you could be here tomorrow or Tuesday, you can call the nursery at 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and then just tell them, hey, you know what, I'd like to get some of the satsumas just to put some of the ones that Trace was talking about on their own rootstock, put them aside, on, give me, put aside three for me or something. Is that yeah, all right? We certainly can. Yeah. That's the, the nice... Uh, Service. So if you're listening to the show and you know that you want some, just call them. They'll put them aside. You just come pick them up. And we, uh, uh, the butterflies are going wild out there. And then here at the Certified Butterfly Garden, too, um, still uh, still a lot of the nectar producers oh, are yeah, available. Lots of color over there. I can see the, the uh, porterweed blooming from here. Yeah, that's uh, spectacular. Zinnias. Yeah, a lady brought me some pictures of porter weed just covered with uh, blue bonnet. I mean, uh, butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. Well, mm. we got uh, we got uh, Duranta still here someplace. We, we do. Yeah, because uh, a couple of uh, neighbors in my na- neighborhood with uh, butterfly gardens, they say the Duranta is uh, at this point is the most popular huh. butterfly plant they have. And they have a lot of blooms at this time of the year, too. Yeah, it can be, yeah, if you get some full sun. Um, For some reason, mine are, I guess because they got froze back a while, a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they aren't, they don't have as many blooms as I usually, I would expect. Hey, what was it, did we ever figure out what it was I sent you the picture of? I thought it was, Trace might be able to identify that. I'll find the picture for Trace. Yeah, at first I thought it might be that white mist flower, but then there was a, I can't even remember the name of it, I saw a, some publicity for another plant that was loaded with butterflies. Yeah, it was full of little butterflies, big butterflies, tons of bees. It was over in, um, oh, um, Hardberger Park. The leaf doesn't look like a, as much of a mist flower leaf as. You able to tell? What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking. Did it have a fragrance? I didn't. I didn't smell it. If it okay. did. Okay. Uh, maybe sweet almond verbena. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, right. could the, be. The bloom is right. The leaf is close. Does it attract butterflies and bees? You bet. Okay. And there was some other one. I can't remember the name too. That was another potential plant so i'm looking under sweet almond what is it sweet almond i'm thinking sweet almond verbena and it's no relation to uh, almond or verbena (laughs) (laughs) it just has the name that kind of might might sounds like like a drink um the blooms are a little more conical yeah on that one but so are these they just kind of droop over but uh, it was just amazing. I mean, it was full of, it was like, the, you know, when we have all the Mexican heather out here uh, and all the bees are just like, it's almost um, blurry because there's so much activity on it. Um, that's kind of what it looked like. It was uh, cool. All right. And you'll have to tell me if we sell them. Do we sell them? Uh, yes, we have about three or four of them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or if anybody else is, oh, okay, sorry. All right, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Normally, I take this time to talk about Millburgers, but I'm going to come back to Millburgers in just a second because I want to talk about you. And I want to thank you on behalf of Millburgers for making last weekend's big Halloween celebration a huge success. What do I mean by a huge success? Well, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center was on hand collecting blood donations, and they exceeded their collection projections thanks to your generosity in donating blood. Speaking of generosity, Millburgers customers donated over $1,700 to help the San Antonio Food Bank in just two days. What a big success. And thank you on behalf of Millburgers for your generosity. Learn more about all the exciting events that are going on in Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, where you'll find all terrific sale items this week, including landscape shrubs, perennials, ground covers, and much, much more. Learn more at millburgernursery.com and head on over to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for the God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded, a call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life, a call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. My name is Judge Scott Roberts and I'm running for re-election as judge of County Court at Law number 12. My court is a criminal misdemeanor court and I am asking for your vote. Since I was elected 8 years ago, I've presided over 100 criminal jury trials, disposed of over 20,000 cases and reduced the court backlog by over 1,000 cases. I have collected over $4 million in fines, fees, and court costs, including over $300,000 in victim restitution payments. I've doubled the size of the mental health court. Judge Scott Roberts has been married for 32 years and is a man of faith, family, and freedom. I'm Judge Scott Roberts, and I'm asking for your vote. Vote for Judge Scott Roberts, County Court at Law Number 12. Endorsed by the San Antonio Police Officers Association and the Bear County Probation Officers Association. Paid for by Scott Roberts for Judge Campaign. Dr. Jim Legler, Treasurer. You know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. The Saxon Gun Show is this weekend and the first weekend of every month at the San Antonio Event Center. 410 and it's bigger and better than ever. More guns, more ammo, more knives, coins, and collectibles. More of what makes the Saxon Gun Show San Antonio's top gun show. Buy, sell, trade, wholesale prices to the public. Saturday and Sunday from 9 till 6. This weekend and the first weekend of every month. The Saxon Gun Show at the San Antonio Event Center. Be there. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, honey. Oh, boy. wonder what he got me this year, power drill or treadmill. I know I haven't been the most thoughtful in the past, but this year I signed you up for the birthday club. You mean the one online where I get a $50 gift card from Southwest Exteriors and a free box of chocolates from Alamo City Chocolate Factory? Don't forget the free oil change from Belden's Automotive. This is the best birthday gift ever, hon. Sign up for the birthday club at 930amtheanswer.com. So, can I have the oil change? Uh, 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. So, Trace, uh, we think he's uh, figured out what it is based on a phone app. And I don't know, do you want to share kind of? Sure. It's kind of cool. It's, yeah. uh, it's called Picture This. Yeah. And there's different versions of it. Of course, I'm cheap, so I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems to work a lot of the time. It at least gives you some, some reference to so you take the picture, and then you it just... You have to have the app uh, loaded. All right. And you can take the picture either from the app, or you can go into your uh, your pictures and pull one out of it. So and, picture uh, this. Very and it cool. Comes up, and it comes up with uh, three suggestions of what it could be. And some sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not. Sometimes you got to take different angle pictures to get different... Oh, that's interesting. Show the leaf in different ways before you... Does it tell you that? Closer. No. No. Okay. Well, I could. Maybe. But like this version. morning, we had somebody that sent a, a picture of a plant and asked what it was on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, via email. So I took it out. I mean, I had a good idea what it was, but not specific. And I was right. Yeah. Not with the, the actual specific name, but uh, it turned out to be a Vitex, which is what I thought it was. But uh, one called Trifoliata. But it took me. Two times of taking the picture, different places on the on the plant to uh, oh, okay. get the suggestion. Very cool. So, what did Milton's plant turn out to be? Well, we're not still not 100 percent, but it says flowering tobacco. Yeah, it looked pretty like the pretty much like yeah, their example looked pretty much like the one in uh, Hardburger Park. Does uh, so that was interesting, cool. And maybe if you've been to Hardburger Park and you've seen it. It's over by the uh, playground where the... Uh, is that in a butterfly garden or just out no, by No, it's just out where the parking lot is. Oh. Uh, it's over by the basketball courts and uh, the big field and stuff like that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else you got going on there? I, I was talking, I was wanting to warn people since y'all got oh, no. the final two weeks of perennial sales here. Yes. You're scaring me with this final two weeks. Well, it's time to end around the sauce package ending. Forty yeah. percent of off of perennial for the final two weeks. Well, now. And, uh, the, so that's regular six ninety nine, and when they're on special for uh, four eighteen. So not this Monday, but next Monday. Would that be the last? Uh, yes. All right, you need to hurry in here. <laughs> Is it it's not this Monday, but next Monday? Well, the, the, the ad day. came out on, yeah. Oh, okay. But um, And then final two weeks on the best landscape and foundation shrubs. And that's a great one. My yeah. favorite, favorite dwarf, uh, Yopon holly and dwarf perfect holly. And that is the ideal time to plant. Regularly $20 on sale for $12. $11.88. Yeah, $11.88. And then ground covers, final week. On the ground, that yeah, we've, we've sold. I mean, it's over on Monday. Yeah, and we've sold so much of that. Uh, the growing operations just don't have much left. So, oh, good. Still great selection on the most popular one, which is Asian jasmine. It's yeah, good on monkey grass and liriope. Uh, so, if you're interested, at 88 cents, that's a it's almost giving it away. What is it in a four four-inch four pot? You sure. Uh, you uh, in one growing season for most of those you can do fill your oh yeah if you got yeah. that four inch one but that's over Monday yes sir remember that's Jerry, tomorrow that's tomorrow that's so tomorrow. what you could do is you could call right now 
Because you can't get here Monday, let's say. But you go, you wanted some, give me a ground cover. Asian Jasmine. Okay, you wanted Asian Jasmine. Let's say you call now, 210-497-3760, and said, I'm going to need, what's a good number? Uh, The average person is buying it by the flat, so they're buying 20, 25 flats at a throw. 25 flats, yeah. Okay, but it is. Flats? People do big areas with that, yeah. Oh, okay. And at that price, they, they plant a lot of them. Oh, okay. So you tell them how much they want, you want. Yep. yep. Now, probably to get the sale price, they need to pay for it now. Yeah, they can pay for it over the phone. And, yeah. And uh, we'll move it off and flag it with their name on it. Yeah, it'll be put aside. You just drive up here Monday, Tuesday, whatever, and then just pick it up. So, you know, you're hearing this, and a lot of you are out there panicking. I was panicking when I saw this. Uh huh. Uh-huh. See, I got you covered. So I uh, don't need to panic. Just call the nursery at four nine seven three seven six zero, and uh, yeah, they'll they'll take care of you. So if you can't make it today, you're okay. And they said shade trees. Yeah. Shade tree specials say thirty percent. And that's another one they need to hurry on. Oh, whoops. Oh, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't say when it's going Well, it, it really goes until we have room to unload the Christmas trees. Oh, okay. So for us, it's actually cheaper to put the trees on sale than it is to try to relocate them. Oh, yeah. And uh, once we have the room to unload the Christmas trees, then that, that sale will go away. Well, it's they, they, also a good time to take advantage of the CPS $50 yeah, had a, rebate. Yeah, we had one of those. That same lady this morning that we're holding her uh, sauce package, she was yeah. going to do a CPS rebate. So you got uh, really can if you uh, plan it well, you can really take advantage of all the offerings be- between saws and CPS and and the nursery. Lots of good good bargains. They have ten, fifteen, and thirty gallon shade and ornamental trees. Live oaks, Monterey oaks, red oaks, cedar elms, and more. Milton, did you notice what they're pl- they're putting right in front of us? Mm-mm. Is that uh, the tropical oh. milkweed? Oh, okay. Porter weed. And oh, it's a porter weed. Yeah, it sure is. Look at that. Wow. They did, well, they know where to put it. We're gonna have a certified butterfly garden right in front of us. And those uh, and those bloom spikes were just coming out, maybe a, a quarter of an inch. Look at them now. Some of them are six inches long. Yeah. Hey, we got a question that they didn't want to be on the air. They wanted to know when Millburgers will start having Christmas trees. Believe <laughs> it or not. I'd have to go look at a calendar, but uh, we'll be mostly, we will we will definitely have them for sale and on the floor before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving? Okay, cool. That's kind of what I thought. What uh, Also before Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard that one of the large growers in the area are going to start shipping theirs the week before Thanksgiving. That's normal. Small that, small normal? quantities, and then it builds yeah. uh, to December, and then it starts going the other direction. Yeah. Very cool. 210, there we go. So now we've answered that question. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. It's still time to winterize your lawn. Right, Calvin? It's still time to fertilize. Yep, the lawn. Neil Sparrow said, "Don't do it." That's right. In North uh, Texas. But you pointed out that uh, you gave Neil the benefit of the doubt, and you, you did included his barely <laughs> his def- definition of South, deep South Texas right. included uh, San Antonio. He said we're on the edge of deep South. Yeah, yeah. South Central. Texas. So uh, we it's well, been we going after we Neil talk about pretty hard lately. 
Jerry and I, and I think most of the horticulturists in this area, that if, as long as that gra- that lawn grass is green and functioning, it can utilize that winterizer fertilizer. And, of course, the, the goal of the fertilizer is to uh, winter hardiness, to increase winter hardiness, and also to get the grass ready for a fast green up in the spring. So it takes it in. You have to have that, trans- uh, that transpiration going on. Because you have to have, have to have green tops, takes those nutrients nutrients in the roots, takes them in the plant. They reorganize it completely different than than in the growing season, and uh, and then they're ready for action when the cold yeah. weather does come. You know, we sold a lot of winter ryegrass this last week. I, I, I noticed there were a lot of people asking and, about that. And a lot of them are going for the fairway mix, which is what they would put on the golf courses. Hmm. So that one is uh, less, may not even have to be mowed during the winter. So most people growing rye, they picture that old Oregon rye and having to mow it every three or four days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the price has gone up on it, so it's starting to be more competitive with the uh, with the upper end ones, so uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, saw us, uh, Mark Peace is always poo pooing, uh, overseeding, right? And uh, and they 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 must get on Neil Sperry pretty hard about uh, him promoting uh, overseeding for there. He it's it's his contention that. Uh, that it doesn't use that much more water in the winter time than than you would normally use it in the winter time because we get lots of rain in the winter and it's cooler and the grass doesn't, doesn't, doesn't use as much doesn't use as much water yeah so so, uh, so now is the time to overseed your lawn with with rye if and, you and what 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 is the kind y'all are selling. Well, I've got three. Perennial. I've got the perennial, which is not perennial here, but that's the one that stays right. short. Right. Um, in fact, we sold a lot of it for cemetery plots um, for some reason. And then there, the other end is the Oregon rye, which gets really tall really fast but comes up quick. Yeah. And then there's an intermediate called uh, Pantera. Pantera. That is probably the best for the average person. You're still going to have to mow it, yeah. but not near as frequently as you would uh, the Oregon rye. And if you're lucky and have a sustainable winter lawn and has rescue grass or annual bluegrass, <laughs> you don't have to do a winter seeding. You just mow those uh, those weeds, which resemble all those uh, those gra- ryegrasses that uh, Trace is talking about. Do you recommend a winterizer fertilizer for our sustainable uh, lawn grass? Like, uh, I, I didn't. You think for I wouldn't. I wouldn't unless you got a, um, well, you got a pretty good. You know, you got a Bermuda lawn or a San Augustine lawn that's in pretty good shape. Yeah. I would, one of the advantages of, or the way you justify the sustainable lawn is that <laughs> you don't have to do anything except mow it. We 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 ought to patent that that uh, terminology. Calvin came up with that. Sustainable. Susta- sustainable winter lawn. Hey, speaking of mowing your lawn, so I have a question. <laughs> All right. So our front lawn is nice and thick. Yeah. All right. It's St. Augustine of some sort. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
But, okay, and it's just a wee bit longer than probably, we don't have an HOA, but then an HOA would have liked. So is there, so I can mow it like today. I can, it's a nice day and that it's cool. And, yeah. Or I could just let it go. No. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Not, not the answer I was hoping for. What's, what is, is there any, no, there's no advantage in how, letting it how go. How tall is it? No. Uh, <laughs> Two feet. No, 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 no. It's you know, maybe that tall. Oh, yeah. So if I mowed it, it would be about that tall. I what? Guess. No, maybe that's not right. Uh, <laughs> well, so when it's mowed... It For looks everybody out there, he's doing a fish story, yeah. but with his fingers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looked like if it's four inches tall and you mow it at the three inches. Yeah, maybe so. Okay. So mow it to three inches? Yeah, you don't want yeah. any bigger gap than that. Okay. Why? What's one? One third? Well, because you get... Uh, you get oh, that's cut right. off the stem. Yeah. That's right. Actually, the person who cut the lawn next to ours is it's brown. So okay, I'll cut it. I don't thought I was doing the lawn. Do realize he's, no, he's trying to get out of mowing you're it. Too lazy to mow it. <laughs> no, that's, you were. that's a part of it, sure. <laughs> but I was just trying yeah. to, you know, part of it. I wanted to figure out what was best for the lawn because I figured it would stop uh, growing. Uh huh. Because the weather is right. Normally, soon. just before uh, just before Halloween, I would normally be my last mowing, but uh, yeah. we had to do it uh, on Friday. Yeah. Okay. I'll get her done. But it, 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 it'll probably be the last mowing, probably of okay. the of the year. Okay. And then put down the winterizer. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. well, you got you got them. If you got the, even if you got the sustainable lawn, you have to mow it. Yeah. 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 So. Now, of course, I'm trying to encourage him, Cal. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I guess if you do have a thick San Augustine or even a very thick Bermudagrass lawn, you don't, you don't have uh, much of a problem with weeds. No. All right, well, I'm going to take a break and console myself with your answer. Well, what would Neil say? What did Neil Sperry say? What do you say? He says more that like like you do all 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 summer yeah, long. He's fanatical on it. Okay, but you know you got an excuse. What? The Spurs are playing at five thirty today. Oh well, I get home around three. Oh yeah, you have to get your equipment ready and. <laughs> I'll have to get. Don't you take your siesta? Yeah, I have to do the uh, pre lawn mowing siesta. So normally I take that around three, although now that's going to be two. It's very confusing. So I may I may fall asleep right at the end of the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, may, right. we may even notice. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road right here on 930 AM, The Answer. First down at 10. Signs, end zone, touchdown, Texas State. Live in the moment right here on the Texas State Sports Network. Powered by Learfield and 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Normally, I take this time to talk about Millburgers, but I'm going to come back to Millburgers in just a second because I want to talk about you. And I want to thank you on behalf of Millburgers for making last weekend's big Halloween celebration a huge success. What do I mean by a huge success? Well, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center was on hand collecting blood donations, and they exceeded their collection projections 
thanks to your generosity in donating blood. Speaking of generosity, Millburgers customers donated over $1,700 to help the San Antonio Food Bank in just two days. What a big success. And thank you on behalf of Millburgers for your generosity. Learn more about all the exciting events that are going on in Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, where you'll find all terrific sale items this week, including landscape shrubs, perennials, ground covers, and much, much more. Learn more at millburgernursery.com and head on over to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The answer. The following advertisement is paid for by Patrick Von Dolan. Howdy. My name is Patrick Von Dolan. And on behalf of the San Antonio Family Association, I want to share a word of encouragement with you to go vote yes on the San Antonio Propositions. It's time for we the people to be listened to again. This can be achieved by voting yes on Propositions A, B, and C. You have a chance to restore the people's voice in local government by voting for Proposition A. You know that Proposition A would make San Antonio City Charter consistent with the state of Texas law for over 1,200 other Texas cities, including the city of Austin and Houston, We don't have time to wait to save San Antonio from the ever-increasing local government tax and spend policies. A richly funded special interest group is misleading voters. It's time to bring common sense back to San Antonio. It's time to have more government accountability before citizens. It's time to vote yes on Propositions A, B, and C. We appreciate your time and consideration to vote yes on Proposition A, B, and C. For more information, go to SanAntonioFanAssociation.com. 9.30 a.m. The Answer thanks you for supporting our great sponsors and some have incredible offers right now in the marketplace, including Surveillance Solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art Surveillance Solutions security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the market. Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Weekdays on 930 AM The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From expert advice to lifting up God, family, and country, weekends are for you on 930 AM The Answer. Weekdays on 930 AM The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From how to care for your pets to caring for your loved ones, weekends are for you on 930 AM The Answer. Weekdays on 9.30 a.m. The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From community leaders to managing your money, weekends are all for you on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I was just uh, looking over Neil Sperry's uh, down-to-earth column in this week's uh, a newspaper, and he talks about some of the... Uh, 
some of the uh, uh, grass problems that we've had this year. And uh, he said, Bermuda was slammed with water mold fungus in the spring. Take all root rock kicked in on St. Augustine in, in late April and May. Uh, chinch bugs and gray leaf spot hit like a ton of bricks in early summer, much earlier than usual. As a result, St. Augustine was dealt harsh blows, and then we saw gray leaf spot move over the over to Georgia. And take all root root rot is known to hit centipede grass and to complete our year. We're having a fall outbreak on. Uh, take all root rot uh, for the first time I've ever experienced in the fall on St. Augustine. Now, there's one, of course, they don't grow a floor tam up there, but floor tam's resistant to all of that. And we don't. resistant to all of that. And we don't Our grow leaves, centipede here. Do what? We don't grow centipede no, no, grass no. here. But uh, that was just in the paragraph. But, uh, but Flortam is resistant to a lot of that grass, and I was just talking to Trey, a lot of that disease. It's not symptomatic of a lot of the disease. It has the disease on it, but it's not, it doesn't show up on the, on the lawn. And uh, so if you're thinking about, uh, we had a question, is it November a good time to lay St. Augustine lawn sod? And a lot of people are asking about that. And uh, on Monday, the only two sods that they're getting in here at Melburger is Raleigh and Florida. So uh, if you're thinking about and we've had to rain, so you, you've got soil moisture and uh, cool weather, and so now's the time to to uh, use some of the sod, use the sod. And, and I would highly suggest Florida. All right, 210-308-8867. Mike is on the line. Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Doing great. How about you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I have uh, two live oaks in my front yard. They're, they're, they're pretty old. They've been there for like 40 years, maybe 50. And at the base of them, there's a raised area. It's like a mound that is formed at the base of these things. And, and the grass doesn't like to grow on it. And, and I have St. Augustine around it. And it also occasionally gets these big knots that look like dirt clots, but when you break them up, they're woody. Can you tell me what that is? Is that natural, or what's going on there? That's naturally a mushroom. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, that grows on the on the roots of uh, of live oaks. Okay. Is it called the live oak so mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's but there's really, really, really nothing you can do. Uh, some people cut them off or. or chisel them off but yeah, uh, there's yeah. really nothing you can do about it and how don't about worry about it it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't hurt the tree okay how about the raised dirt is that just like the root system pushing it up or something like right, that right right it's just growing out on the root okay well, on, i'm not talking about the mushroom 
I'm talking about just the raised earth that's around the base of the tree there. Is it just uh, the, the root system pushing up the dirt or what? Yes, I'm. I'm thinking that that the mushroom is growing under these the dirt, mm-hmm. under these the soil. Or you could have if you've got uh, like a, a real shallow soil with cleachier or the rock area underneath it, and it's the roots are just growing, and there's no place to go down, so they just they go up. Uh, okay. So, okay. So it could be a combination. It could be a couple of different things. Yeah. And we get okay. the, the, the soil gets compacted too. Yeah. Yeah. The tree's doing well, so I just wondered. No, don't worry about it. You haven't dug. Have you dug that out or dug dug out that uh, raised area down to? Uh, no, I've not, I've not tried to dig it dig it out, but I have knocked some of those those mushrooms down because they get in the way of the mower. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. No, they're not on all trees, are they? Oh, no, it's just on these two that are on one side of the yard. The other, yeah. there's another live on the other part of the, of the yard, and it's okay. It doesn't have that, uh, those okay. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a natural occurring, uh, natural occurring uh, system there that gets on some of the oak trees, but uh, it doesn't kill them or anything. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. All right, thank you for calling. All right, you take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. we got some questions in. Uh, one says, can and should ginger be cut back in the fall and be expected to grow back in the spring? Yes. Is it... Uh are they cutting it back? Are they cutting it back before they have to, or are they waiting to the last minute? Or? Uh, they're, they're talking about when it freezes. Oh, when it freezes. And the yeah. uh, forest answered, "It will be frozen to the ground with the first killing frost or freeze. After that, you can cut it to the ground and hope it comes back. If it doesn't freeze, it is not necessarily not necessary to cut it back, but it will probably be nicer looking." If you do so in the early spring, so um, the, then uh, we get a question in said, "I have a Sir Silverado sage that is growing in part sun and part shade in a raised bed in front of my house. I would like to transfer it to the ground or to a large 47 quart planter." Uh, where it is now, it has good drainage, but it's growing too big for the raised bed it is in. What is the best thing I can do in order to, for my sage to thrive? Would it be better to transplant it into the ground or in the planter? And when is the best time to do this for Sinisa? Now, my first inclination, well, you can cut that thing back almost all the way to the ground if you want to. If if if, if it's just the size that's giving you a problem. Yeah, just, I just, I don't, I generally don't think of them as uh, container uh, plant, plants. Yeah, container plants. <laughs> or, or, uh, so, yeah, you, is it full sun? 
That container too? Yeah, it says uh, part sun and part shade huh. in a raised bed. But I think I think if if they like where it's where it's located, just cut that bed, cut that thing back in the early spring, and let it come back from the ground. Forrest said, uh, "I recommend I recommend that you move it to a well-drained location in the full sun, and put it in the ground. A 47-quart container is not very large when you're putting a shrub in it." Uh, early next year, February, will be the best time to move it and also the best time to cut it back. Now, Forrest didn't say cut it back. That was, that was my uh, idea on Silverado Sage. It's pretty forgiving on cutting it to the ground sometimes. Uh-oh. Uh what? What happened? The question, I am confused about fall fertilization of St. Augustine grass. A couple of weeks ago, I brought a 19.59, and if you, if I recall correctly, it was advertised as a winter riser. The ad this week advertises 18.612 as a winter riser. Today I used the 1959, and I uh, uh, hope it wasn't a big mistake. And Forrest answers, 1959 is not a winterizer fertilizer. Yeah, it'll say on the pl- say on the package it's a winterizer. Uh, he's not beating around the bush about that, is he? <laughs> no. It's a slow-release fertilizer, which is recommended for spring application to lawn. The 18612 is a winterizer, not not slow release, which allows the grass to benefit from all of its nitrogen before it goes dormant. If the weather stays warm, the grass will be able to use all of the 1959 that you applied. No, no real problem if it doesn't. So uh, you didn't do anything harmful. You just didn't 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 use the optimum yes, optimally you, available uh, plant food potentially not the most efficient way to use the two different fertilizers and it's it the uh, 18.612 is, uh, is available here at Millburger. it's on sale too isn't it's it on, it's on sale too at uh, uh, say 40 percent on uh, 18.612 40-pound bag covers 7,200 square feet. Regularly, 29.99, Milton. <laughs> nice job. That's real close to 30, though. No, it's but it's not. It's, it's not, not 30, 30 though. No, 29. Mm-hmm. It's on sale at 16.88. <laughs> yes, which is close to 17. I understand, <laughs> but it's not 17. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I, I did that right, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay, so somewhere that, Charles is smiling. That, that's the difference. And remember, recall, remember that uh, uh, 1959 is pretty close to 312. Yeah. 312 fertilizer, like 18612, is an exactly 312. Right. But anyway, uh, stick with the uh, fast-release uh, winterizer types fertilizer. That's why we put winterizer on the back to, to help people 
realize what it was. Yeah. I imagine some people just just uh, said that 1959 was just as good a winterizer as as 18612 because they had a lot of 1959 available. And it's going to be certainly be more expensive. And, yeah, uh, it's, I, th- I think it's a buck or two more expensive. Well, if it's on sale, it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. I guess both of them can vary quite a bit in price. Uh, the uh, got a question from a, uh, out, a, a farmer, I guess, hmm. a rancher. Said with recent recent rains, we have had a lot of new growth in our pastures. Where the grass has died from the drought, there are lots of plants resembling leaf lettuce or young mustard greens. Does Texas have an edible wild greens, and are they safe to eat? A lot of people want to eat stuff out of the pasture. <laughs> yes. When you got an ATB close to you, why, uh, why do you why do you want to? You're not going to win that battle. Graze in the pasture. <laughs> you are not going to win cow, that battle. The, remember the cows and cattle graze in the pasture. What is that plant called? I know what you're. We graze about. at ATB. Okay. <laughs> Can't you get him off this? Uh, uh, yeah. Once he gets going on the kick, it's impossible to get him off. And... There are many native plants that are considered to be edible and otherwise useful, but I do not. Re- this is far as I've. I do not recommend any specific plant to anyone. This is because allergens affect people in different ways, and I do not want to be responsible for swollen tongues, <laughs> inability to breathe, eyes swollen shut, and similar problems. Yeah, Forrest didn't mess around on that one either. Uh, there is a good book that I can refer you to called Edible and Useful Plants of Texas and the Southwest by Dina Tull. That's Edible and Useful Plants of Texas and the Southwest by Dina Tull. The book is available uh, in most bookstores and and online. All right, we're going to need to take a quick break. While we do, you need to give us a call. 210-308-8867. Those of you have swollen tongues and... Uh, Stop eating in the pasture. And swollen tongues, inability to breathe, and eyes swollen. Mm-hmm. Give us a call at 210-308-8867. Mumbo, you can mumbo. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls when you give us a reach out at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Nice cool day here at Millburgers, a little on the gray side, but that's kind of nice because uh, it's cloudy and up uh, oh, there's the sun, right? As I said, that kind of breaking through just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, proving me wrong. But anyway, come on out here and uh, ask your gardening question in person, or you can uh, just uh, come on out and do some shopping with a lot of other folks here at the nursery today. 210-308-8867. 
Okay, Kevin, I've got a question for you. Uh -oh. your, your tomatoes are in a situation where you've got a, a lot of fruit set and a lot of green tomatoes, but very few ripe tomatoes. That's right. All the, the only ones that are, well, I'm getting a few ripe um, Roma surprises. Yeah. And uh, the cherry tomatoes, of course, have been we've been yeah. harvesting for four or five weeks. So I have something that we never have tried before that I want our listeners to to try if they want to. Uh, tomatoes ripen, the, the fruit ripens according to heat units. That's a uh, temperature is above. I don't want to say four forty five seems too low. I don't know what a heat, heat unit for tomatoes there are, is. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the warmer the temperatures, the faster the tomatoes will ripen. Okay, we're in a situation where uh, we're not going to have many more warm temperatures, especially at night. So if there's any way we could artificially heat up the inside of those Heat up the heat up the tomatoes, the fruit, and uh, not necessarily the plant, but the fruit. Uh, that would cause the fruit to ripen faster. So what I'm suggesting is, if you got one or two plants that's loaded with fruit, is to cover those things either with uh, insulate. I think insulate will give you five degrees cold protection. I mean five degrees heat rise in there those of those of you are scientific and put thermometers in there and everything if you want to the the way to heat to heat those tomatoes up faster would be to cover them with plastic greenhouse a greenhouse like a greenhouse a little greenhouse but on in your in your vegetable garden and just leave them leave them covered completely covered uh, if you if you can, if if they're in cages or something, granted it's going to be a loose cover because uh, the tomatoes are growing out of the cages and, and you won't get it, you won't be able to attach it to the cage. But maybe maybe if you use something like a a uh, a sack, something like a. a, a Cleaner, dry cleaners, a sack that they put mm -hmm. over here. Over, that would work, wouldn't it? Over a, but it might be. Enough. It might. Uh, it doesn't have to be sealed or anything. It might, no. might just work for uh, just, uh, you know, I was worried about it. You've got 18 tomatoes, but they're growing just packed in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, you could just put it over the the whole top of the whole thing. Like, right, right. Like a tent, just a a lazy tent, you know, just laying on the on the cage. Right. That might get that impact. That the other thing you could do is uh, it'd be convenient for an experiment if you did half, you laid the plastic over half and left the other half. Yeah, right. That's what could, could that's see, what I was suggesting. You could see whether there was any difference. If it was an obvious difference, you it's, might, it's got to be a difference if you can increase the heat units in there. So uh, for those of you who planted late, now I'm I'm thinking about talking to David Rodriguez because the children's garden, because of the rains, got to plant planted their tomatoes late. Oh yeah, that'd be a good experiment. 
and he's got they've got him in cages out there and uh, I, th I think they've got I, I guess they use uh, that uh, the cloth cloth on them in the spring you know to keep from frosting I'm, I'm thinking about uh, getting him to see if he'll uh, he'll cover some with plastic you know like just cover the cages with plastic and maybe leave the top where you can open it in yeah. case it builds up a lot of humidity. Yeah, that. you don't want to. I don't think you necessarily want a sealed. You just want the. You want that five degrees. Right. Yeah. In well, case. in plastic, it's going to get ten, fifteen degrees yeah. so on a clear day. So what are we getting? We're getting fifty-five at night or sixty. At night. Yeah. So that'll still be good. Yeah. Right. So I just thought I'd throw that out because that is one of the biggest uh, problems or questions that we get uh, later on. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's to, well, we might made it getting bigger and bigger and greener. We're now we're, see, we're, one, we're three weeks, four weeks away from Thanksgiving. Right. So we got uh, if you're you might have uh, might have time if your fruit is big or you're starting to see any kind of color change right. but I'm, I'm not see, seeing much other than those two varieties uh, so and when you when you put that plastic on there you're, you're probably going to damage some of the leaves I'm, I'm talking about within the plastic cover you may damage some of the leaves or, or or they may touch the plastic if it if it gets too hot or do something on there but we're not worried about the leaves. We got pl plenty of leaves. But they're so pretty. Well, they are. Yes, this year the leaves are wonderful. And you may be wondering to yourself, how? What's the coldest temperature we've had in November? Dennis came through. <laughs> I got to get Calvin back on the on the list. So when you changed, he he, he dropped you off his. His regular mailing list, Dennis, our, our, our crack reporter in uh, in Austin, says uh, said twice during yesterday's program, uh, you talked about whether it's safe to plant certain items in November in San Antonio because of the possibility of freezing weather. You wonder what the coldest temperature recorded in November in San Antonio was. The lowest temperature in November in San Antonio was 21 degrees on uh, November the 29th, 1976. So that's that's pretty chilly. It was no but, November 29th. 20 uh, November 29th, 1976. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's been a few years back. Yeah, that's two years after I came. But. Uh, he sent me this chart with all the months and uh, the maximum and minimums and and things like that for the high yeah. <laughs> in November was 94. Wow. So uh, <laughs> And there's been a lot of 90s. Yeah, a lot of 90s. But that, that 94, the top high, that doesn't... The average average monthly uh, temperature for November is sixty degrees. That's nice. And the minimum is 40, uh, 49. So, uh, 
So anyway, that he he helped us out with that lowest uh, way to go, Dennis. Temperature. Appreciate that, Dennis. Good job. You do. You're good with that internet. Mm-hmm. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So on your idea for the tomatoes, is that going to cause if you can raise the heat units, will it cause it to produce more tomatoes, not necessarily ripen the ones that are there, but still put on more tomatoes? Yeah, it, it's, it possibly will because the tomatoes are self-fruitful. Right. In other words, they, they're wind-pollinated or, or they are insect-pollinated too, but uh, uh, they're largely self-fruitful. But, maybe, but, but we're not worried so much about setting more tomatoes. Right. But we're worried about ripening the tomatoes that have already set. No, I, I was just thinking that you, when you said that people always call us about this time of year and they're saying, you know, right. what can I do with all these tomatoes? Oh, well, you're right. they're, they're, they may still call us. They just would have more. Than, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the, the green ones will get bigger. Hmm. And uh, even, even David Rodriguez on his radio show was giving us uh, promoting uh, plant answers for the chow chow recipe. What? Yeah. Wow. Thank you, David. <laughs> because you know, if it grows. Uh, you know, he knows. Uh-huh. There you go. Well, last year we didn't need the chow chow. And the last two years we've had, uh, well, let's see, last year was was a crop. Is that good. Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. One of, the, one of the last two years, the crop was outstanding, I think. The oh, best yeah. we ever had. I can't remember uh, if that was the uh, year before last. Maybe it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this year with uh, a lot of a lot of fruit. But it's only it's only the first of November, so we got three, four weeks of November. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess now that we proclaimed that we're in November and there, there's a lot fewer hot spells in November oh, than, yeah. than there are in October, that there's less chance that there'll be a, a quick ripening of tomatoes. But I uh, just buy, you can get a sheet of plastic almost anywhere uh, and uh, and put it over there. You've got to anchor it down, of course. The, the only problem you'll have, uh, like I said, on the foliage is high humidity is in there. You know, it'll be transpiring and uh, it'll have high humidities in there. And the plant will be transparent. But uh, temperatures. That, that may cause fungus diseases or something to get going. It may, it'll be a, a miniature greenhouse is what we're talking yeah. about. I guess we, I guess it shouldn't affect, uh, we haven't seen uh, spider mites. Yeah, I was tomatoes. wondering about the spider mites too. And tomatoes, so I wouldn't expect that that would be, that, would, uh, that extra heat. Might yeah, yeah, it might, it might stimulate fire mice, but like I said, it's it's too late for them. Yeah, the, the, all they're going to affect is the plant. Yeah, we're not worried about uh, getting the tomatoes making it through New Year's Eve. Right, right. We uh, want all the action to take place this next five or six weeks. In other words, we're ripening on the on the plants rather than taking the big green ones in and ripening on the kitchen cabinet. Cool. And it'll also give you some cold protection, too. This will be an interesting experiment. Yeah, people want to do it. 
you know, but uh, like Calvin says, uh, do an experiment and cover, cover half of your tomatoes and leave the other half uncovered or uh, a row of tomatoes and leave the other and see if that makes a significant difference in the the uh, the number of ripe tomatoes you get by the end of the season. And you uh, you can't can't be too uh, brief an experiment because quite often what will happen oh, yeah. is there'll just be there'll be no action. You'll then suddenly there'll be a little color change and then right lots lots of color change then. Yeah. We're we're growing the tomatoes of the uh, 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 Roma Surprise and also the Surefire at our greenhouses and the open beds, and uh, we've got ripe tomatoes on on all of them, but uh, not a lot, you know, just the, the first few ripe tomatoes that they set. And uh, so we're going to let them lay there. Maybe we can cover ours, too, with plastic. Uh, but, but we let them ripen before we t- uh, extract the seed. So uh, we, we, make, we make cover. We've got two beds of each, so all we have to do is cover one bed, one bed and not cover the other to see if that makes a significant difference. It, it has to make a significant difference. Now, what 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 the environment is under that plastic, you know, if it if it does too much damage to the to the rot fruit or something calls it rots or whatever, I don't know. That's why I'm throwing this out for our audience to participate in. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call and be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Normally, I take this time to talk about Millburgers, but I'm going to come back to Millburgers in just a second because I want to talk about you. And I want to thank you on behalf of Millburgers for making last weekend's big Halloween celebration a huge success. What do I mean by a huge success? Well, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center was on hand collecting blood donations, and they exceeded their collection projections thanks to your generosity in donating blood. Speaking of generosity, Millburgers customers donated over $1,700 to help the San Antonio Food Bank in just two days. What a big success. And thank you on behalf of Millburgers for your generosity. Learn more about all the exciting events that are going on in Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, where you'll find all terrific sale items this week, including landscape shrubs, perennials, ground covers, and much, much more. Learn more at millburgernursery.com and head on over to Millburgers. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM. The answer. I'm Judge Jason Wolf, Republican Judge of County Court at Law Number 2. 
As a seventh-generation San Antonian, like you, I love this city. Unfortunately, we share these streets with criminals who drive drunk, burglarize our cars, steal our possessions, and physically assault our law-abiding citizens. They choose to break the law. With a vote for Judge Jason Wolf, you can choose to enforce the law and keep justice in county court, too. In 2009, as a felony prosecutor, I ran on the promise to bring justice back to court, too. With over 3,000 criminal cases and 1,500 jury trial settings, it was by far the worst backlogged court in the county. Since taking the bench eight years ago, I've reduced the docket by over 2,000 cases and jury trial settings by over 90%. Court 2 went from worst to first. In a recent judicial poll out of 13 criminal county court judges, I ranked number one in all categories. I'm endorsed by the San Antonio police officers, Bear County deputies, firefighters, Defense Council of San Antonio, and the Express News. I respectfully ask for you to vote for me, Judge Jason Wolf, County Court at Law Number 2. The proceeding is a paid political ad by Judge Jason Wolf, campaign normal Reyes Treasurer. 9.30 a.m. The Answer thanks you for supporting our great sponsors and some have incredible offers right now in the marketplace, including Surveillance Solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art Surveillance Solutions security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8 channel 4k network video recorder monitors installation and more valued at nine thousand dollars right now for only five thousand dollars exclusively on the marketplace page at 9 30 a.m the answer.com this is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape or with stones that are loose or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention or stones that need replacing? Mark Sadaski Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we believe in preventing loss. Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. It's absolutely beautiful here at Millburgers where we're sitting on the porch and uh, looking out over folks that are taking advantage of the perennials on sale. But the uh, the mums are absolutely gorgeous uh, here at the nursery and the, the cyclamen and other stuff. My, um, my Whopper begonias are a little unhappy. Um, I could just cut. Did you cut yours? I cut mine. I, I placed my cyclamen and oh, kind of sighted them. I haven't dug them in yet, but I've put them in uh, to, uh, and so I cut back the the begonias in there. I hate to pull any of the plants out, and so I have a tendency of to uh, just plant them among. Which Judy doesn't like. She's she's a much more ruthless. You know, if it's yeah. time if it's time for uh, violas, out come the moss roses. You know, so. <laughs> Tossed on the ground. Yeah. Thank you so much. Compost goodbye. Bye. Yeah, the uh, I have to figure out what to do. Sort of speaking of that. So you remember the saga of my grandma's yellow rose? Right. 
All right, so took it out of the ground where it was languishing, just, you know, horrible. No new growth. Everything else is beautiful red, and it's just sitting there like one leaf. Uh, help me. It says. So we took it out. We popped it out. We put it into a container. Um, but apparently there was something else, and it started doing really well. Uh, and But there was something else in the container, apparently, because it's come up and it had a little purple flower. So I'm thinking it was the VIP petunia that we probably put in there a long time ago. And, and now it's coming up. But now that petunia is, like, growing up over this grandma's yellow. Right. So it's that pretty. Yeah, but I, I'm worried. You know, we've tried so hard for this poor grandma's yellow to... To we'll make trim, it. trim the petunia back periodically. Okay. Yank it out of there, man. <laughs> no, no. What would Judy do? <laughs> um, <laughs> She'd yank it out of there, oh, stomp yeah, on ab- it. Absolutely. Curse she it would. and throw it in the trash. But I would probably <laughs> yank it out, too, but I would be reassured because I'd know there'd be 17 oh, other ones Oh, out that are there. coming out? Well, that's true. I could put other it in the bag yeah. or in another container. Yeah, you could pull it up and put it in it's, a trash plant good. It's sure a forgiven plant. Oh, I mean, uh, it's. Petunia. I haven't done anything. All all we had was the copious amounts of osmocote. In, there you go. And it, it said, it. it said, I like this container. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here to stay. Uh, but uh, well, is the rose coming by? Yeah, it actually is, and it's fuller. It's not like you know. Yeah. It had leaves. You could number of leaves you could count with two hands before, and now oh, it, Lord. it's got all kinds of good leaves on it. So good, I'll, I'll good. yank out the. Uh, I tell you that. Or trim that, it a lot. That copious amounts of osmocote will do the trick. You should write a book. <laughs> just, just <laughs> the benefits of copious, copious amounts, amounts of osmocote. That's right. <laughs> Plants I have come come to grow with copious amounts of osmocote. And remember, yes, you cannot put too much osmocote. That's what you say. Yeah. So you can use it in container. I just like it because you can use it in containers. Yeah, it's easy. Which to is do. the only easy, place you easy. suggest using it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although he, if you can't afford, you can't afford yeah. it now. Yeah. In California, they've done some studies on uh, on on crops, uh, field crops, using osmocote to fertilize. Not copious amounts, but as a fertilizer applicant. Yeah. And it actually increased yields over standard uh, really? fertilizers. Really? But, but you couldn't make enough money on the no, corn no. increased right. yields to right. justify right. it. Right, right, right. Well, now you suggested a while back when you were transplanting something to make sure, and I don't know if it was a container or not, to put in. Is that back when you drank? Um, I don't know. I don't think you've ever drank. <laughs> um, but throwing osmocote into the hole before you planted the plant. Uh-huh. So that makes sense to me if it's in a container. Right. Does it make sense if it's in, a, uh, in the ground? Or can I just put in? If you can afford osmocote, it'll 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 benefit the plant. What about just regular fertilizer, which you would recommend I throw over the top? Oh. So if I use the the Millburgers nineteen five nine, work it in. Okay, work in the regular or the osmocote. Well, both. Both, yeah. Either, okay. either one works. The uh, I'm not real fussy about it, but I. In the old days, I never did work in that slow-release lawn fertilizer, but it's more efficient if you do because that nitrogen wants to go in the air and everything. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. I'll have to try to save I'm my poor. I'm glad Grandma's is making a comeback. It is. It'll be a miracle. It's. It was. It was pathetic. <laughs> and Laura, you know, 
There's something to be said. You know, she kept saying transplant it. And I said, no, no, it's going to come back. You just wait. Uh. And so finally she said, it's dying. Uh. Put it in the container. So I, I reluctantly said, well, the poor grandma's yellow. There you go. This is it. It's going to go bye-bye. And we put it in a container. Now it's doing well. There you go. I should have listened to her from the get-go. There you go. That's what I keep telling you. <laughs> Scrubby is on uh, the After way. you married a little bit longer, you realize. You just stop fighting. You stop resisting. And, just... and, and that's why when, when people come up here to ask questions, uh-huh. I always. Have you cons- consulted your wife on this issue? Yeah. What does she say? <laughs> or somebody says, my wife said. I said, uh-huh. that's the answer. It's over. Done. <laughs> That's what you should do. Scrubby is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Scrubby. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Listen to you guys. Well, good. I, I was I was going to make a comment about the uh, uh, your, your caller that uh, was asking about things that you can find around here to eat on the you know in the landscape, and uh, I was surprised that. Uh, Jerry didn't know about poke salad because poke salad is, you know, is a prized uh, uh, green in uh, in in the uh, big thicket and uh, wherever it'll oh, yeah. grow. And then uh, in, uh, in the big thicket, we also have all kind of grapes, and uh, there's probably a dozen mushrooms that you can eat, and. Uh, um, and uh, here in San Antonio, I was just out collecting a, about a quart of uh, berries off of my spiny hackberry, desert hackberry, Capu Palo Blanco. You know that hackberry tree? No, the I'm not familiar ha- with that. The, the desert hackberry. I, I okay. found uh, this information about it in the uh, field guide to common Texas shrubs. And uh, on page 40, it describes it, and it uh, it gives all the uh, the new stretching benefits, the uh, crude protein value for uh, if you you know eat it in the spring, summer, fall, and winter, and blah blah. And uh, these little berries, they taste uh, I don't know, they have a kind of a, a citrus or plum taste, and they they're only about a half inch in diameter, but there's a million of them on there, and my tree had two. Uh, two uh, uh, sets of them this year. The first early, and then after that big rain, they come on again. The last ones are not near as sweet as the first ones, but uh, I was I've been out there eating them all morning, picking them off the tree. So I want to think about that. What, what do you use them as uh, to make jelly, well, they, or, or just to yeah, eat you fresh? Can, you can make jelly out of them, and uh, it says here in the book that the uh, Indians used them to grind them up and uh, make meal out of them, but uh, uh, there's not much flesh to it. It's mostly seeds. So, yeah. uh, But if you get if you pick them off the tree, the seeds are so soft you can just eat them up, you know, chew them up. But uh, if you let them dry, like I've got a about a gallon of them out here that I dried from last year, and they're like raisins. You know, I eat them like raisins. And uh, it, the seed is not as uh, easily chewed, but... Uh, uh, you know, I pay good money for teas, and I I can eat them. So, <laughs> well, I bet 
I bet Paul Cox would have known about oh, that. Oh, yeah, tree. I bet, too. Because he yeah, used to gray, right. graze out of the land. Scruffy, have you ever tried May Pops? I read the other, just the oh, other day. Oh, yeah. They, oh, that they, uh, all the time. That they're, that they're edible. Uh, mine, mine are loaded on those passion vines that are growing. Yeah, May Pops are edible. What are, what are you doing oh, with yeah. them? Oh, yeah. Is it fresh? Like, like, a are, fruit, Pops. like a fruit? Like a fruit? So you can just take the red fruit and pop it in your mouth? I'm not well, recommending no, that, Calvin. No, yeah. No, like <laughs> I'm like Forrest. Yeah, what would Forrest say? <laughs> <laughs> just keep repeating that. Cause, uh, but the yeah, birds right. eat at them. They're not. The, the, does your book have a have, have an index in there uh, on, on, on material that you can eat out of the wild? Uh, yeah, that's. That's what the whole book is about. Okay, look it's, up. It's, it's all about look. it's all about things that grow in. The, it's called common Texas shrubs, and it's all about what wildlife can live on. Yeah, you know, Forrest look, is look shaking up, his look head up now. Big Mac. And, uh, <laughs> uh, where where do those go wild? If we could just get the McRib, a field of McRibs, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is this is a different time now, so we don't have yeah. to, we don't have to look for seeds, you know. Well, yeah, you know, that's we, true. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, you know in this book here it talks about. Uh, uh, mesquite seeds, and uh, you the know beans, what all they're good for. The beans, yeah. Yeah, the beans, yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, you know, used to be beans. Yeah, mesquite flour. Yeah, make flour, flour out of it. Well, look, uh, if you find any uh, a source for uh, uh, that uh, poke salad, let me know. Yeah, it it the poke salad doesn't grow real well down here. Uh, no, it won't. Could, could you grow in the I, container? I mean, you grow it, in East Texas. Yeah, it, in my peach orchard, it would grow pretty yeah, yeah. easy. Can you do it in the container? No, Milton. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's no, big, it will big. not grow in a container. It will die. Oh, okay. Especially if you use copious amounts of olive oil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's All right, look, you guys. It is. You guys so let, be, be, let's go back to May Pops. What do you use those for? Do, they, do people just eat them like, pieces, like fruit? Like fruit. Huh. Yeah, uh, May Pop is, a, is just like uh, a pomegranate. It's nothing. The hull is nothing, and you open it up, and it's a bunch seeds that are covered with a little slimy thing and you suck it off of there and that's all it is huh. but they, they I'll have to try one of those if i don't come back you guys will know i tried them on yeah <laughs> and then we'll know we'll, we'll tell people we don't recommend them, them anymore beautiful thing about the may pops is they have a uh, they have a bloom like a passion flower or something oh so. yeah right yeah a yeah, really yeah. beautiful intricate thing you know there. All right, you guys take the afternoon off. I got to get. Now, thank you, Scott. You know, po- you know, poke salad is poisonous. The leaves what? are poisonous. No, only only part of it's poisonous. Well, you that's better know a part of this. Yeah, that's well, if you don't cook it, no, don't you, no, you have no, to cook you, it. You got to no. know how to prepare it. Yeah, boil it like yeah, collards. Well, yeah, you got to. Like you got to. Don't don't put any of the, the flowers in there, and it's the, yeah. it's best when there's flowers on it. But you got to avoid the. Avoid the flowers. 
So you got to be but, careful uh, e- eating out when you're grazing in the wild. Yeah. Forrest is screaming at the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not tell people. <laughs> well, uh, Thanks, Grubby. You know, uh, in, uh, yes, sir? In, uh, up there near uh, uh, out south of uh, uh, College Station, we used to go out in the pasture and collect uh, mushrooms. And they didn't taste very good, but they did had the uh, right effect. So. You might want Wait to wait a minute. The opinions of Scrubby are purely his own and do not rep- represent those of KLU. Scrubby, are, you, are, are, you, are you an Aggie, Scrubby? Uh, I've, are I've, you? I've been married six times. I've been married to a couple of Aggies. I know all about them. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks all right, for well, calling. All right. Well, like I said, take the afternoon off, fellas. Have a good day. Thank you, Scrubby. You take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You know, we, speaking of Porter's Plants, we used to have a have a section on plantanswers.com about mm-hmm. uh, Porter's Plants. Edible, yeah. Edible plants. Yeah. And uh, people would, people would we, we listed the ones that were edible. And then inevitably, somebody would call in and said, I like your article on uh, edible plant material, but is such and such edible? You know, the stuff that wasn't on the list. Yeah. And uh, that made that made Forrest mad. So uh, and, <laughs> and, and it, it was dangerous because we couldn't. You know, we we couldn't give a definitive answer, yeah. and like Forrest said, some people are, are allergic to the materials, and some people are not. Yeah, so just so we just took it off. Yeah, the we only thing worse than we don't do edible plants anymore. The only thing that's less healthy than eating something you shouldn't is making Forrest angry. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So well, they used to have Brussels sprouts on the uh, really poisonous plant <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that. Oh, it was biased a little bit, was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and rutabaker. Oh uh. man. <laughs> All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now let's guess, sir. We uh, we had a uh, we got a crew of, of uh, carpenters working on our house, and they went down to look at the the garden. San Antonio natives identified the rutabagas just just like that. that. Really? Yeah. He says, you don't have any trouble growing that here? And I, I said, no, not at all. Have trouble giving it away. <laughs> so That's I, funny. I, I appreciate it. You know, that was that was kind of a neat out of the These blue. San Antonians? Yeah. And I didn't get I didn't... Uh, I should have asked him how he learned to, yeah, to use yeah, rutabagas. That's, that's unusual. And we started talking about turnips, and you know, it's closely uh, related. So now the, the Belgians used to grow lots, of, and still do, uh, grow lots of turnips. And turnips for the market, and beets. Yeah, and beet greens and things like that. Yeah, uh, beet greens are my favorite. They're yeah, good. they're good. Beets are beets are not easy to grow from seed either. Right. They've got some new hybrids now that are just spectacular. Yeah. Beautiful to to display. Cool. 
210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. While we do this, while we got a second, let's take a quick break. You give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulvardy Road. Normally, I take this time to talk about Millburgers, but I'm going to come back to Millburgers in just a second because I want to talk about you. And I want to thank you on behalf of Millburgers for making last weekend's big Halloween celebration a huge success. What do I mean by a huge success? Well, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center was on hand collecting blood donations, and they exceeded their collection projections thanks to your generosity in donating blood. Speaking of generosity, Millburgers customers donated over $1,700 to help the San Antonio Food Bank in just two days. What a big success. And thank you on behalf of Millburgers for your generosity. Learn more about all the exciting events that are going on in Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com, where you'll find all terrific sale items this week, including landscape shrubs, perennials, ground covers, and much, much more. Learn more at millburgernursery.com and head on over to Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. My name is Judge Scott Roberts, and I'm running for re-election as judge of county court at law number 12. My court is a criminal misdemeanor court, and I am asking for your vote. Since I was elected eight years ago, I've presided over 100 criminal jury trials, disposed of over 20,000 cases, and reduced the court backlog by over 1,000 cases. I have collected over $4 million in fines, fees, and court costs, including over $300,000 in victim restitution payments. I've doubled the size of the mental health court. Judge Scott Roberts has been married for 32 years and is a man of faith, family, and freedom. I'm Judge Scott Roberts, and I'm asking for your vote. Vote for Judge Scott Roberts, County Court at Law Number 12, endorsed by the San Antonio Police Officers Association and the Bear County Probation Officers Association. Paid for by Scott Roberts for Judge Campaign, Dr. Jim Legler, Treasurer. Remodeling is not an overnight decision. You want someone you can trust, not a company that's only trying to sell you products. You want expertise. My friends in San Antonio, this is Dennis Prager. Mike and Molly Sowry with Virtuoso Builders can help. They've remodeled hundreds of homes, and every Virtuoso Builders project is 100% unique. They love remodeling, and you'll love working with them when you call 210-525-8750. That's 210-525-8750 for Virtuoso Builders, or go to virtuosobuilders.com. The following advertisement is paid for by Patrick Von Dolan. Howdy. My name is Patrick Von Dolan. And on behalf of the San Antonio Family Association, I want to share a word of encouragement with you to go vote yes on the San Antonio Propositions. It's time for we the people to be listened to again. This can be achieved by voting yes on Propositions A, B, and C. You have a chance to restore the people's voice in local government by voting for Proposition A. You know that Proposition A would make San Antonio City Charter consistent with the state of Texas law for over 1,200 other Texas cities, including the city of Austin and Houston, We don't have time to wait to save San Antonio from the ever-increasing local government tax-and-spend policies. A richly funded special interest group is misleading voters. It's time to bring common sense back to San Antonio. It's time to have more government accountability before citizens. It's time to vote yes on Propositions A, B, and C. We appreciate your time and consideration to vote yes on Proposition A, B, and C. 
For more information, go to SanAntonioFanAssociation.com. Weekdays on 930 AM, The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From saluting our military to what you plant in your garden, weekends are for you on 930 AM, The Answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 uh, AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, sitting here on the porch at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Seems even more pleasant than it was. Yeah, I think the uh, the wind has died down a little bit, although flags are still uh, yeah, they're blowing. Around. Yeah, I don't know, but it does seem more pleasant. Yeah, should I turn the fan on? No, it's just perfect. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't have any shorts on today. No, I did not wear shorts. Oh no! no. I know. I should that's, have worn my coat. That's I a didn't sign. Realize he wasn't in yeah, I just, I'll, I'll text you next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a little chilly this morning. Yeah, it was. Got another question in. Said, "Do you know anything about the care of Confederate rose trees?" Ah. I need to prune it soon. It is loaded with blooms, especially in the fall. I just planted a small shoot last October, and it's gone crazy this summer with the heat and the rain. We're not having any suggestions. Why would you? Why would you prune it when it's yeah, blooming? Yeah, <laughs> not, 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 it's not the time it, to prune. Now, my uh, Dorothy, Weedy gave me one. The thing, the thing is about ten feet tall. Oh, taller, fifteen taller than feet. That. And oh loaded, Lord! Loaded with blooms and it's as big as a peach tree. Oh Lord! And, have mercy! And you know the blooms are so heavy, but it's pretty spectacular. Oh yeah. Yeah, but now now pink, pink uh, blooms. Yeah, big, very big. And they kind of change color. Yeah. As they mature, um, well, I guess you would uh, you would uh, prune that after well this winter, or yeah, even, yeah, or even February. I yeah, guess. far as said, the Confederate rose is not a rose but a hibiscus, hibiscus metabolis. This plant, like the angel trumpet, will freeze to the ground with the first killing frost or freeze. And come back from its roots next spring. How old is yours? Mine is uh, three years old. So it comes back from the roots. Oh yeah, year. yeah. And so I'll, unless, unless you have to, I recommend it not prune it until it does freeze. Yeah, because you would just lose out on those blooms. They're, they're spectacular. <laughs> it's just hard to believe. Yeah, they're full of blooms too. Uh. Question: I re- recently purchased a home here. Instead of applying mulch about around the three oak trees in the backyard, the previous owner would put what looked like ornamental lava rock that's used for landscaping. Should I remove the rocks and apply mulch? 
far it says any material that covers the surface of the soil to prevent moisture evaporation is mulch. We weed seed germination and moderate soil temperature can be considered a mulch. The decorative lava rock is fine for this unless you do not like the looks of it. So if you want to get rid of the lava rock, just rake it out of there and uh, put you some uh, uh, organic material, or an organic material. And this one is with Calvin. says, when do I plant flowering sweet peas? Right now. Right now. Right now. You can plant them in November through January. That's right. And you're, what you're hoping is that, that the earliest planting will take and... Yeah. And take off, and uh, then they'll start blooming early. But quite, quite, quite often what happens is it either gets too cold or too warm, and you have to reseed. And so you might you might uh, not get a crop that finishes until the one you, you plant in uh, February. Right. But it's, even, it's worth it even if you just get that February through June bloom. And Forrest says, I recommend that you plant at several different times to give you a longer bloom period as well as insurance against the hard freeze that could kill the flower buds on the plant. I doubt that it will get that cold enough to kill the plants. Have you had yours freeze out? I haven't passed years, but uh, not the last three three years. Three years. Uh, and then the other that other trick is uh, definitely uh, put those in the water overnight, or even you know a few hours if you can, which you have recommended. Yeah, uh, really the, makes a difference on germination, right? Yeah, they come up pretty fast uh, on all peas and okra and yeah. things like that to do that. The hardest thing is deciding. Which variety you want to you most? They come in different colors, right? Yeah, and and different uh, forms, and yeah, they they're not they don't emphasize the uh, oh the mounding oh, type anymore. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they go back to the, the yeah, vining the, type, the, the vining type are the prettiest flowers and most productive. You can use and them. they're fragrant, right? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, and, they're, and they're, they're good for cut flowers, and they last a long time. Yeah, they're, they're just, we should use That's them more old, often. Old-fashioned, old-fashioned plant that uh, I think it's gaining popularity. I think now. you're right. I think you are. Especially since people have uh, tomato cages and things that they can run them on, you uh-huh. know, let them climb yeah. on. Yeah. And, of course, we sell the seed here at yeah. Nettenberger's. That's right. Uh, and you can collect the seed. Yeah. The seed where it works. But it's... Uh, it's kind of neat, to, especially to start with the uh, different colored seed and different uh, varieties. So, so you can see the one you like the best. Yeah, I uh, well, we're we're running short on time here, but uh, I wanted to mention Calvin's article in yesterday's paper about forcing bulbs. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas thing to do, and uh, and uh, a lot of information on in the newspaper on on. Uh, in, on, in Calvin's article with some pictures of uh, some of the bulbs that have been forced in containers. And uh, for those of you who don't take the newspaper, 
uh, Calvin was for, uh, nice enough to send me the article before it got in the newspaper, so I was able to get it on PlantAnswers.com, along with some uh, previous articles that had been written on forcing bugs, and uh, especially amaryllis. And uh, so uh, we've got on, on the topics of the month on PlantAnswers.com on the website. Uh, and on the topic of the month to the right there in red, we've got uh, Forcing Holiday Bubs. That's Calvin's article. We've got Amaryllis, The Lasting Magic of a Christmas Flower. That's uh, Greg Grant's article. And then we've got one that I wrote on Forcing Bubs years ago, or, or Calvin wrote it years ago, and I uh, put it in plant, on Plant Answers. And then we've got one the way you plant different kinds of bugs at different depths. And uh, it's called uh, lasagna bug planting. Lasagna bug planting. I was going to get some pictures to put on there, but I couldn't, couldn't ever find a place to to grab some pictures to put on on the plantanswers.com uh, with, with their articles. But... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the articles have uh, uh, pictures with them, yeah. like Calvin's article. We want to also alert everybody that the Master Gardener chapters uh, surrounding San Antonio, uh, Bear County, uh, Comal County, Guadalupe County, uh, Gonzales County, uh, uh, most of them are recruiting uh, volunteers for their training sessions that start in January. Uh, we know for sure we've been contacted by Guadalupe co- County, and their their training is going to be on in an a, uh, after work. So that'll be a special uh, opportunity for folks that want to uh, maybe they're close to retirement or they just they want to continue working and being a master gardener. Uh, and then of course the Comal County Master Gardeners uh, uh, during the during the day you take the training, but uh, go to the uh, respective. Uh, website, you know, just uh, AgriLife Extension Master Gardeners or or Guadalupe County Master Gardeners, uh, Comal County Master Gardeners. I don't know for sure when the Bayer County Master Gardeners are recruiting, but I suspect it'll be in January too. So ch- check that out. This uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for folks if you want to have fun, you want to continue to learn about horticulture. And you want the opportunity to use that knowledge for significant projects. You can't beat it uh, participating in the Master Gardener. And uh, got lots of choices in terms of the, the different chapters that uh, all of them work with Jerry and I on, on our various projects, right. too. Yeah, and the cool thing is you'll hear people um, not only talk about the fun that they have uh, during the things, but they'll talk about the big projects they were a part of or... Um, you know, even, gosh, we had the person that came back was talking about a project they had done with you from years back, uh, or maybe it was Calvin. Maybe I think it was Calvin. But anyway, so, yeah, it's lots of great memories. Youth, and, youth gardening. Yeah. Adult uh, information, neighborhood sessions, uh, water conservation is a key, one of their key programs. So, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And it is it is uh, demanding. I mean, they're, they... You have to go to the training to be 
declared a master gardener, and then you have to put in the volunteer service if you're going to stay an active member. So look it out. Go to the website, check out the training and the the demands, and then decide if you want to do that. And we certainly encourage you to do it if if it meets your needs. I'd like cleaning up uh, my bluebonnet planting bed Mm -hmm. over at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. And uh, believe it or not, we had a had a good time doing that. We had a beautiful day to do it, and cool, and and uh, everybody brought their gloves. And did they? Were there any? We had uh, to pull up pig amaranth or pigweed. Yeah, I, I remember one of those sessions, Jerry, when we had all these volunteers, and they all had these pretty. New white tennis shoes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> Those are always the new ones. Yeah, have, you can have, tell have, the new ones. Have have high, have, we don't have a, a high retention rate on some of those uh, new <laughs> uh, especially when we're doing something like weeding out uh, like we did on Thursday. And I appreciate everybody that came out and, and helped uh, have pull weeds. When you, when you, when you have a, a, a fairly big group of uh, enthusiastic uh, garter and people say well I'm too old to do that the best one of the best workers we had was a older lady and I thought she's gonna kill herself you know I mean, <laughs> and we got into bamboo method oh man we had we had bamboo uh, growing in the citrus uh, which uh, David Rodriguez is in charge of over there now and so uh, they they went through the they pulled all the weeds uh, out of the uh, blue bonnet planting area and uh, they there's nothing there's nothing more dangerous than a volunteer without something to do. Oh gosh! So uh, we just moved right on into the citrus and the and the bamboo. Yeah. And uh, we were hauling that bamboo out of there. Some of the some of those canes were. Uh, 10 or 15 feet tall. That'll separate the women from the girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we were cutting them off with loppers, and, and they were hauling them out, you know, yeah. just, uh, pulling them out and hauling them out so we could uh, put them in the trash. And uh, this one lady, I, I told her, I said, you're making the rest of us <laughs> look bad. Uh, <laughs> and she said, Anytime you uh, want volunteers for uh, helping working with blue bonnets, I'm coming. All right. She, she didn't quit till the job was done. Good for her. So That's cool. anyway, I appreciate everybody that came out and uh, we got it all cleaned up and maybe eventually we'll have. Uh, we're we're trying to increase the seed of the white, which uh, we're we're very low on. We we got quite quite a bit of seed of of the red maroon, and uh, and, and still blue. no no snow still no seed on the burnt orange. No, still working no. looking for that, oh, Calvin. Yeah. It's 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 a very elusive. Yeah, you got Larry working on that. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's okay. just been yeah. unsuccessful. Man, maybe that's the problem with the volunteers <laughs> that are looking for the burnt uh-huh. orange. I'm just saying, all Aggies. <laughs> They don't see bird hearts. They're the ones that travel up to, to UT and plant some of them maroon blue bonnets in the uh, in the. Uh, I, I will not, will uh, okay. not confirm or deny that Dr. Stein did that. Okay. 
You know, he, he that story he, sort he of faded. That was a he, fun story. He doesn't want to talk about it. Though. Oh, is that right? He won't talk about it. That's funny. <laughs> the sad thing about that situation was, first of all, the plants that they were looking at were not maroon. Oh, what color were they? Pink. Oh, they were kind of pinkish. Yeah, they were a different color than yeah, the blues. So. And so the, they just figured they were maroon. Oh. And, but when they showed the pictures of them in the paper, they were maroon. The maroon are pretty distinctive. Yeah. You, you know them when uh, you see them. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of uh, pictures, there was an article on uh, Mitchell Lake, uh, and they were talking about the uh, butterfly garden out there, and they had the, these pictures of about... Uh, Fifteen uh, queen butterflies, and yeah. they said, "Here's all these monarch butterflies." Yeah, but I did the same thing until I went. To, I went to Austin to give a talk for Ted Fisher, but years ago, and I the first time I'd seen the, seen those queens on the on the uh, what is it they get on so thick? Not a miss flower. Yeah, yeah, make the flower. And uh, I was impressed, uh, you know, when you see uh-huh. them hanging on there. And they're, and they're related. And they're, they're related. And so um, I was all excited telling everybody about that plant. And uh, somebody, a, a butterfly person, walked up and said, that's Queens, that's not monarch." Hey, we got to run. So we're going to say goodbye for today. We're back next weekend oh, here no, at Bill Burgers. Oh, no, got to run. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.